0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Wherever You Go podcast. My name is Sam Bauer, and I am the host and moderator of this podcast. And today I am excited to talk a little bit about um, how do we get all the things done that we need to do? And it can be really challenging as a parent, um, as a spouse, as a business owner, or a career person um or a stay-at-home parent um lord knows that stay-at-home parents their job never ends um their work never ends and neither do those of us who have careers because we work all day and then we go home and and that part of the day starts with the cleaning and cooking and running and and doing all the things that we do as parents and it's easy to start to feel like we're drowning um and becoming overwhelmed by the things that we have to do. And so I thought today I would talk a little bit about that, uh, a little bit about what the Bible says about that, and a little bit about what I've learned um, in my journey so far. And I have a lot to continue to learn in this topic because I will find myself from time to time wondering how on earth did my calendar get so full? And how is my house this messy? And how have I not got to spend as much time with my kids or my husband as I've wanted to. And, you know, what happened to that date night that we promised we'd have each other at least twice a month. And, um, it, it just, you know, it, time, time is the same for everybody. <laughs> we all have the same hours in the day. And, um, it's just important that we utilize those hours in the ways that work best for us. So I want to talk a little bit about that today. And, um, share some of the things that I've learned and some of the things that I'm continuing to work on. And I thought it'd be fun because it's November and I had posted on Facebook yesterday about no hyphen Vember and asked some people if they would join me and having a November where you say no to things that don't serve you. And my, my commitment, my priorities are uh, loving my family and results to my business. Cause those are the two things in my life right now that I really have to focus on uh, in order for me to help me achieve what my goal in life is. And so one of the things that I think it's important that we understand when we are trying to prioritize is what is important to us. And that can be hard to figure out because there's so many things and everything seems important. So one of the things that I learned Back in my corporate world, um, I took a training, and this was probably seven years ago, but it stuck with me. It was a Dale Carnegie training, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So if you have read that book, you'll know where I'm coming at with this. But part of that training was to sit and close your eyes, and you can do this with me if you're in a place where you can close your eyes. Please don't do it if you're driving, (laughs) I listen to podcasts while I drive and I am an insurance agent. So if you could not close your eyes while you're driving down the road, that would be fantastic. But close your eyes if you're in a place that you can, if not, just do some like, you know, daydreaming, I guess, but still focus on the road Um, and picture yourself at your 80th birthday party and you're sitting there and this party is all about you and celebrating the life that you've led. And you picture who's there, who is at the party is it your, your spouse and your family and your grandkids maybe and, and whoever you think um, will be at that party with you. And you know you, you have your cake and they sing you happy birthday and it's beautiful. And then they decide to go around and they each say something about your life and what you have contributed and what you mean to them. And what are they saying? what are those people saying about you? Are they saying that you spent a lot of time with them? Are they talking about the amazing memories that you've made with them? Are they talking about the awesome career that you have achieved and all the employees that you've managed to touch and and help grow? Are they talking about what you've done in the community? Are they talking about how you've helped other businesses grow, or are they talking about your church involvement and how you have always made it a priority? Um, What are they saying about you and what do you want them to be saying about you? So so envision that and, and think about what it is that you want the people that you love most to be saying about you and how your life has impacted them. And from that, They had us in this class write down what it is that we want those people to be saying about us. And then from what we wrote down, they had us create our life mission. So, you know, um, everybody, every business, every good business should have a mission statement. And a lot of churches have mission statements and a lot of different organizations have mission statements. But do you have a mission statement for your life? And that's what this activity helps you build. And so from that, I came up with a life mission statement for myself that's very specific. Um, and it's it's helped me make big decisions in my life. So if I have to, you know, get if I get offered a career move or if I, you know, when I want to purchase my own business instead of working in corporate America, you know. Does this follow mine with the mission that I have for my life, with my mission statement? And your mission statement can change throughout your life, too. I mean, I created that probably, I was probably in my late 20s. Um, no, I, I was probably in my early 30s when I came up with that. And mine has stuck. Mine has Mine has stuck with me. It's one that I think will never probably change, Um, but yours can change too as you grow and you change and you evolve as a person. But right now, think about what your mission is in your life. What do you want people to be saying about you when you're 80 years old? And how do you want to touch the world? And and what is it that you want to accomplish? And that really will help you choose your priorities. Um, and, And it'll help you choose what's most important for you to do so that you can start saying no to the things that aren't serving that mission statement. And it'll help you to make sure that you have time to do the things that do serve that mission statement. So that was some, one thing that really touched me and made an impact on my life is creating a mission statement for myself and sit down with that, take time. I took that class and then, you know, I've reflected on it ever since. And I journal a lot. It's just something that I do because I have a lot of thoughts in my brain and putting them down on paper helps me to figure out, um, where I am and what it is that I really want to accomplish or do, or, or what my priorities really are. And so I journaled a while on it. Um, but I, I came up with a mission statement that fits my life and it's exactly what I want people to be saying about me whenever I turn 80. And so, like I said, when decisions have come, it's helped me to, to direct my steps. So if I have a decision to make, you know, I pray on it and think like, is helping me accomplish what my mission statement states that I want to be. And, um, it helps me kind of navigate through that. So, so starting there, starting with who do you want to be? Who are you? What are your priorities? Where do you want to go in life? And, um, that's a great place to start. So if you haven't done that yet, do it, take the time to figure out exactly, you know, the person that you want to be. And, um, that's going to give you a good starting ground for helping you make decisions and kind of getting out of ruts when you get in them. And also, um, helping you to, to know what to say no to and what to say yes to in your life. So the other thing, there, there's a bunch of different like little points that I want to make, um, to, to help people with this and help myself with it. Cause like I said, I'm still working on this as well. Um, but I, at church this weekend, our youth director gave a really good children's sermon that was, I always get a lot out of the children's sermon, maybe it's because I'm a child at heart or maybe my attention span is that of a child, but um, I really liked her analogy that she used with the kids was that if they're in the ocean and you know they fall in or whatever, and they only half know how to swim, They're half swimming. And I love the term that she used because I was picturing myself in life. Like sometimes it feels like I'm half swimming through life. Like I get in over my head and I do everything half. And I'm not doing every anything great. It's like I am half doing my business. I'm half doing my my parenting. I'm half doing my wifing. I'm half cleaning the house, you know, because I only have time to do things half if I'm trying to do everything at once. But if I focus on one thing at a time and I give that my full attention and I fully swim through that activity or that, that task, then I'm able to get things done and I'm able to get them done quickly and I'm able to feel good about my work. So a big part of this, like I said, is saying no to things. And I love this quote that I, I he- have heard multiple times now in different ways and you can say it either way. It's either you know saying yes to something means saying no to something else. And if you flip that, I kind of like the flip of it, but saying no to something is saying yes to something else. So if somebody asks you to do something, or if an event comes up that you feel like obligated to go to, because it's at your kid's school or it's at church, but it doesn't like spark light in you. And if you, you could be spending that time to do something that does spark a light in you, if you say yes to that thing, you're saying no to the other thing. And that's one of the areas of my life that I stop now when people ask me to set up a meeting with them, or if somebody wants to come into the office and meet with me, and it's not a business transaction. It's more like they want to sell me something, but I know I don't need what they're selling. Uh, it's been hard for me to say no, because I'm a salesperson and I know what it feels like to not even get the opportunity to share my gift with people. And, um, It it can be frustrating. And so I want to support other salespeople out there. But at the same time, I don't want to waste their time if I know I don't want what they have. And I don't want to waste my time because what happens is I end up sitting through their presentation. My phone's ringing. I'm thinking I could be being productive right now. But instead, I'm sitting here listening to you try to sell me like a magazine ad or something like that, that is not part of my marketing strategy. And it's not something that I'm ever probably going to purchase. Um, So now I've wasted their time. I've wasted my time. And I've now said no to spending that time actually growing my business in a way that's meaningful or getting things done so that I can leave at five or five thirty and go home and spend meaningful time with my family. So if I'm saying yes to something that's not going to be productive, that's not going to serve me, it's not going to serve my family or my church or my community, which are my priorities, then I'm now saying no to all of those things. Um, so one of the things that's helped me is to stop when I'm asked for a meeting or if I'm asked for, you know, uh, t- my time is to stop and not answer right away because I might my, my initial reaction is to say yes, because that's the kind of person I am. And I know a lot of you are the same way. Um, don't say yes right away. Say, let me look at my calendar and get back to you. Or you can say, you know, I'm kind of on a two week out schedule right now. My my time is totally taken up for the next two weeks. So let's see if we can schedule something two weeks out. Um, And at that point, you can really think like, is this something I want to pursue? Um, And if not, you can, you know, go ahead and not not schedule that meeting. Um, But it gives you time to think it through before you react, Um, which I think a lot of people listening are probably entrepreneurs like me and entrepreneurs are programmed in such a way that we make fast decisions. And so that is one decision that I make slower is if somebody asks me to meet, I wait um, because I know my time is valuable. My time is money and my time is love. Like So if you take time as a currency, right? I wanna use my time being productive for my business Or loving to my family, my community, my church, and if I'm not spending my time doing one of those four things, then I really I don't want to spend time doing it. And so that's where having that mission statement for your life is really going to help you determine how you want to spend your time. Because what happens if we say yes to all the things and we go to all the networking events that we're invited to and it. We're now saying no to other things. So we get back to the priorities and we feel rushed and we're not being as productive in that time. So we're half swimming through them. Right. Um, And we want to be full swimming. We want to, we don't want to be drowning. We want to be full swimming. So that has helped me a lot. And then the other thing is that two week scheduling thing. I schedule my calendars two weeks out. I schedule my appointments two weeks out. And um, if somebody wants to make an appointment with me, it's two weeks out. That helps me a ton as well, um, because once my schedule's set, and even if there's nothing on it, so let's say for the next two weeks, my calendar's totally empty. That's great. I still have that time blocked on my calendar for others. Like, just because there's nothing scheduled doesn't mean I'm not being productive in that time. Obviously, I run a business where I need to answer the phone and be there for my clients and do quotes, which takes time. And if I have my schedule chocked full, when does that give me time to call people and be productive? So that's the other thing that I think is really important for us to look at is just because there's not a scheduled meeting on your calendar, it doesn't mean you're available. That is the time that you need to use maybe in the instance I'm talking about to run my business or maybe it's in the evening and that time is scheduled for my kids. It's not scheduled on a calendar. It could be, if you're a person that needs that blocked off, schedule time with your kids on your freaking calendar. It works. It blocks it off. And you have a conflict at that time. Somebody asks you to go do something um, that isn't spending time with your kids. Sorry, that time's blocked off. I have an appointment already they don't need to know that that appointment is playing games with your kids at night or, you know, having movie night or whatever that is. Um, The same thing with yourself, self time. So you're, if you're like me, I get up really, really early in the morning. And that is my Bible study, devotional, meditation, yoga, exercise time. And um, that time's blocked off from, you know, whatever time I wake up and I'm an early bird. Sometimes I get up at four, 435, um, that time from four until six, until um, I have to start packing lunches, that's my, that's, that's blocked off. That's my time. Nobody really asked me to do things at those times, so surprisingly. <laughs> um, but just really look at your calendar, schedule things. Don't just say yes to things frivolously, because it will start to sink you and you will start half swimming. None of us want to be half swimming, right? We want to be full swimming to the things that are important to us that are helping us, um, live the life that we've been called to live. And, and God is specific about that. He called us to do specific things. And if we're saying yes to everybody else, um, we're not able to, to fulfill the call that he has for us. So the other thing is, you know, don't do it all. I mean, guys ask for help. If you are able to, ask somebody to pick your kids up from school. This is something I am just like, I don't know. I had this aha moment in the last couple of weeks because my husband got injured at work. And so he's off for a little bit. He's been picking my kids up at school. Let me tell you the magic that has come with me not leaving the office at 2:45 every day to get my kids. And then it like puts this whole hour and a half of my day out because I'm getting them, taking them home, getting them like, a snack, getting them settled into their homework and then logging back in for what's left of the day, which is only like an hour and trying to re, you know, focus and, and get people called back because that is also the time of day that people tend to call me. Um, so I just realized with him picking them up, my days have been so much more productive. I've got so much more done. So guess what? I'm going to be asking my mom if she can pick up the kids a few days a week, uh, once Rob goes back to work, because it's amazing to not have to leave the office in the middle of the day. So as you guys figure out these things and you figure it out as you go, right? Like I just realized that this week and I knew it was a problem before I told my husband, I can't, this isn't working. I need to figure something else out. Um, and then it dawned on me. I need somebody else to pick my kids up from school. It just, it's, it's the way it's going to be. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, um, so figure those things out and ask for help where you can. If you can get somebody else to clean your house, I can't wait. Guys, the first thing I'm doing as soon as we have the money to do it is hiring somebody to clean my house because it sucks. I hate it and it gets done on the weekends and it takes up my time from my family and it takes up my time from my church and it takes up my time from my community and those are things that I want to be doing on the weekends. I want to be playing with my kids, not, you know, cleaning the toilets. That's not what we want to be doing. So If you can delegate that stuff out, do it. Uh, If you can delegate out your grocery shopping, now you can do online grocery shopping, which I a lot of people do that. Um, If you can delegate out the tasks that just take away from you um, doing the things that you need to be doing in order to be happy, delegate them. Don't feel like you have to do everything. You don't have to be the grand champion of your life. You need to do the things that are going to produce love and results, if that's your thing. I don't know, everybody's different. For me, that's, that's my thing. If it produces love and if it produces results, I need to be focused on that. And if it doesn't, then I need to say no, no-vember. <laughs> and I need to say it all year long, not just in one month. And, and I have been really, really working on that. So that is my next t- tip is don't, don't do it all. Delegate what you can to other people, and ask for help where you can. Um, a lot of times, people are really super happy to help too. Like, people want you to have success, and maybe, maybe that's something that can fill up their cup—is you know, helping you pick up the kids, or you know, I don't know, paying somebody to clean your house, or you know, whatever it is. But ask for help. Don't feel like you have to do everything. Hire an assistant. Um, I just recently um, hired a virtual assistant and I can't even tell you how excited I am, um, to just have a couple little admin things off my plate that is going to give me more time to focus on my business, focus on my clients, focus on my, my love production for my kids and my husband and my, my church. So h- ask for help. Don't do it all. You're not, it's, it's fine. Um, and then the other thing that I think is really, really important for us to remember is that, um, and I hate to say it, and I know some of you are going to cringe when this comes out of my mouth, but done is better than perfect. Most of the time, there are things out there that, yeah, they do have to be perfect. You know, I'm not going to like half-ass somebody's insurance policy. I'm going to put hundred percent into making sure those things are perfect in my job. The way I serve others, it needs to be right. Um, I'm helping people um, protect their biggest assets that's going to be 100% right. That's an area of my life I need to be, I need to be as close to perfect as I possibly can be. But how the dishwasher is loaded, that does not have to be perfect. Throw those suckers in there, turn out, and this has been hard for me because I am the kind of person that my kids will load the dishwasher and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to fix it before I run it. But guess what? The dishes get the same amount of clean regardless of how it's loaded up. So like stick those in there and be done with it. Things Not everything has to be perfect. You don't have to be a Pinterest mom. You don't have to have the most beautiful cupcakes or whatever. You're going to get, they're going to get eaten. Like they're going to get chewed up into mush. And as long as they taste good, people don't care what they look like. Um, Unless you're a bakery, right? Kind of like my job. I want to be perfect with my insurance policies. They want to be perfect with their cupcakes. But mama, you don't have to have perfect cupcakes. You don't have to have the perfect dinner and you don't have to have the same exact whatever routine every day, and your floors don't have to be mopped every night, and um, there are things that don't have to be perfect. So don't stress about that. I this has been hard for me, especially when I transitioned um, to uh, I got a I got a promotion at my last corporate job, and my husband transitioned to stay at home dad. And lordy, lordy, did I, I have to learn to let go of stuff? Rob was doing great. He was doing fantastic. Um, and he was doing it his way and not my way. And I had to let go of the fact that like he folds towels wrong. (laughs) Um, again, he doesn't do it wrong. He does it different than me. We all have that, right? People fold sheets and towels different than you. They load the dishwasher different than you. They set the table different than you. Their method of making meals is different than yours. Let it, Go. If somebody is helping you, let it go. And that's that's been hard for me. I am a um, not a fun person to be in the kitchen with. I've, I've been told. But um, if anybody's like that, let it go. Do, it doesn't have to be perfect. Done in so many things is better than perfect because it's done and you can move on to the next thing. It is what it is, and um, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's that whole paralysis by analysis. You can sit there and, and tweak and fix and change until things are perfect. And now you've wasted half of the day when you could have done it in a half hour and moved on with your life. So learning that is definitely something that um, that you wanna work on. And so a couple Bible verses that I really like that have helped me with the overwhelming, the the half-swimming, the sinking, the saying no. Um, Oh, you know what, one last point to the saying no. I had a mentor at the beginning of my Goosehead career who was the amazing woman. She just, I mean, she's a rock star. She is beautiful inside and out. She's got a great heart. She works her butt off. She's super efficient. She's a, a vice president of Goosehead, which is a pretty darn big, organization. If you're not familiar, it's a billion dollar company. And I was blessed enough for her to take me under her wing. Um, we've become very good friends since, since like through all of that. But when we first started, she was asking me, how are you spending your time? And I told her like, I'm going to all these networking things and I'm doing all these events and I'm like vice president of this and I'm on the board of directors for this. And she was like, Whoa, 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 woman, you have a business to run. Like you can't be saying yes to every obligation and every commitment. You need to get results. You don't have time to be nice. And it's not that she wanted me to be rude or mean or whatever, but she didn't want me to just say yes to everything. And she said to me, you need to be extremely selfish with your time. You have a business to run and you have kids to raise. You can't be, you know, just frivol- frivolous with your time. Amanda, that sucker punched me right in the gut. And she is so right. And so I've learned to be selfish with my time. I have 24 hours in the day and this is how I'm going to spend them. And if you ask me to do something that's like outside of my priorities, I'm gonna have to politely decline. And I'm not rude about it. I'm not mean. I'm still very nice, I think. (laughs) Um, But there comes a point where you have to start saying no to things. Um, and, And once people realize that you have boundaries, they start to respect them. But until then, they're gonna ask you to do every fundraiser and donate to everything and volunteer at every event. And it, it's not, if, if there's something in your heart that you want to volunteer and you want to support a nonprofit, by all means, follow that and do that for that cause and do what you can for the others. But I mean, don't, don't do everything, don't be me. I was saying yes to everything and it got me sucked into so many different directions That it's like dragging my kids to things that weren't fun for them. It wasn't, it just don't, don't do that. Be selfish with your time, whatever your priorities are, whatever are the things that make you spark that, that God put in your heart for you to follow. Those are the things that you need to say yes to everything else you can decline. And God's going to put the right people in those places for those people. You're just not their person for that. Just like you're going to have people that come into your life that aren't your people. They're not going to want to do business with you. They're not going to want to go to your event. They're not going to want to, you know, support your business. That's okay. That's okay. Because those people have some role to play, but they're not your people. So the sooner you can weed that out and move on, the better you are. But in the same instance, you have to realize you're not going to be everybody's person. And there, if you say no to them and you let them know, like this isn't the way I'm going to spend my time, I have other commitments that I have to do right now. Maybe there's another season of my life that I'll be able to commit to your organization or your volunteer cause or whatever it is, then they can go find the people who are and that aren't half swimming in their organization. Cause that's horrible too. If you're if you're one of those people that has an organization like that, you don't want half swimmers. You want people who are committed and dedicated and want to be a part of your cause. So you saying yes and like half swimming through it. Is worse than you saying no, getting out of that person's way so that the person that they need can be put in front of them and they can swim full time. So I don't know if that made any sense at all. But if it did, thank you for having the crazy brain like I have. And if it didn't, um sorry, so sorry about that. Um so yeah, so the other thing that like I loved about our our kids' Bible study on Sunday is that uh the the children's director said, um, when we're half, swimming or we feel overwhelmed, or we feel like we're not able to like do everything we need to do, um, Jesus came to be our hundred percent. Jesus makes up for everything that we can't do, or that we feel like we're not sufficient for, or that we feel like we're not enough. We are enough because of Jesus. He came, He came for one purpose to save us, to make it so that we are enough to get into heaven. And our servanthood, our life mission, or our careers, or our parenting, or our spouse-ness, I don't know what you say, being a spouse, (laughs) Um, we're never going to be 100% because we're not. We're not perfect. Jesus is perfect. And he came to save us from that. So I love that she said that to the children. Um, and I love how it rang in my heart because there's so many times where I just feel like I'm letting people down or I'm not enough, or um, but I'm not Jesus. So guess what? That's okay. And I think we need to remember that. And we need to remember that other people aren't either. And having your hope in people is not going to be it's going to be frustrating. It's not going to be productive. Um, Jesus is our 100%. And so I just, I hope that I said that in a way that, that is meaningful for you the way that it was for me, but, um, a couple, a couple verses that I really like, uh, 1 John 2 17, and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So my last point is putting God in the middle of everything that you do. If you're not sure to say yes or no to something, pray about it. God will show you if you're supposed to do something or not. He leaves these little clues all around us so that we can um, figure it out. Um, And if you put something on your heart that you feel like you should do, there's probably a reason. So follow that. Uh, The other one that I really like is um, Psalm 37.5. 37.5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. So that mission statement that you come up with for your life, commit it to the Lord and he will act. I don't know if you guys listened to my podcast last week with Jackie Hoots, who talked about being bold. That's exactly what the psalmist is saying right here is commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Move forward with the things that are important to you. For me, it's my business. is very important to me, so I'm committing my business to God. I commit my children to God, and I commit my marriage to God. And I pray every day on those three things, and I walk every day with a faith that um, God is going to act because I'm acting. Again, I'm not just sitting there um, with that. And then the last Bible verse that I really like that um, our our youth director talked about in this. Um, This children's sermon, which I'm going to have to buy her coffee or something because she gave me a lot of content for this podcast, is in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. And it is, um, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. You guys, how beautiful is that? It is by grace. you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is a gift from god not by works so that no one can boast so grace there's nothing you can do to earn grace there is no amount of workaholicness that you can have or no amount of perfect parenting that you can do or no amount of just being everything to everybody that you can do going to save you because you've already been saved by grace. And so I think a lot of us get into this. We need to work hard. We, We do need to work hard. That's not me saying like, sit around and be lazy, but you don't have to do everything for everyone all the time. And you can't earn your favor on this earth to get into heaven, which is, is the ultimate end. Right? So why, why do the perfectionist thing? Why do the champion? I'm gonna do all things and I'm not gonna ask for any help. And why do the, I'm gonna pack my schedule so tight that I'm running to the end of the earth to like try to, you know, make everybody happy and, and show them how great I am. Those are not things that are going to work in your favor because you can't earn favor by your works. You don't earn grace it's something that's been given to us and it's the greatest gift of all time. And um, it's hard for us to accept it. I think, especially those of us who um, were raised to be hard workers, you know, I've earned everything that I've ever achieved on this earth. And sometimes it's hard to understand that God doesn't care. God, you could be the hardest worker in the world and you could do all the things for all the people and you could, you know, pack your schedule so tight. And at the end of the day, God wants your heart. If you love him and you believe that Jesus came to save us from our sin and from our not being enough, then you get to go to heaven and that's it. So I just, I, I love that. I'm grateful. And um, if. If um, the person who spoke these words this Sunday is listening, thank you and I love you Um, and it did touch me. So I hope that it's touched you all. I hope that this helps you with your overwhelming feeling, especially going into the holidays, you guys. I encourage you going into the holidays, sit down and write down your priorities for it. Write down what do you wanna do with your kids? What do you wanna do for your family? What time do you wanna spend? and make that your priority, and say no to everything else. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Saying no is hard. Um, Sometimes you feel awkward, but don't. Don't, because you are enough. You are enough doing things that God's called you to do, and it's not going to be the same as everybody else's. So with that, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope that this episode spoke to you in some way and helps you to prioritize and focus and and get out of that overwhelming feeling. Take a deep breath. Know that you're enough. Uh, It is by grace. You know, you can't can't do anything to earn it. Um, You already have it. So I want to sign off with Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Thanks for listening everybody.